So the New Orleans Saints also had a quarterback battle, Stephen. I never thought it was a battle. I don't know what you really thought. I thought deep down that Sean Payton probably wanted to start Taysom Hill, but that the skill of Jameis Winston, who, by the way, was actually drafted as a quarterback, who was actually a highly sought-after quarterback, who actually had a super, super productive, though, you know, up-and-down NFL career at the actual position, was going to eventually win win the job. And that seems to be the case. It has not been officially announced yet. This is another one of those weird situations where there definitely will be packages drawn up for Taysom Hill. You will find times where Jameis Winston is standing on the sideline so they can run some little cute trick play with, with Taysom Hill. But I think when we talk about the majority of the snaps, we're going to be looking at Jameis Winston, who, by the way, this preseason, and I understand it's preseason. I'm not overreacting. I'm not being prisoner of the moment. But what I will say is this, Stephen. It is Jameis Winston who last time we saw him through 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. He moves to a new system under a new coaching staff. If this is a thing that was kind of buried at, way back when because he didn't start last year, but he also went and got LASIK because he said he has he was having having trouble seeing. Now that didn't come to fruition last year because he didn't play all that much. But this is his first first season with LASIK, where maybe that makes a difference as well. And then who knows? Maybe getting humbled and sitting on a sideline and learning under a guy like Drew Brees wasn't the worst thing in the world for a guy like Jameis Winston as well. And he's looked very, very good this preseason. And I, you know, I think everybody with with eyeballs and a brain knows that that starting job is his in New Orleans. The Jameis Winston LASIK surgery is by far my favorite narrative in betting and fantasy this year. I mean, of all the things that we've talked about over the years with Narrative Street, the fact that this guy, people are saying, literally couldn't see down the field in Tampa Bay and through 30 interceptions and now has LASIK surgery and is throwing dimes to Marquez Callaway in the preseason. I think this is this is the most this is one of the funniest narratives I have heard in a long time. But you know what? Everything you said though is true that he's got a much better support system around him. He had a chance to sit back and learn and but going back to the betting markets here, we just talked about on this pod the possibility still that Garoppolo wins the job and Trey Lance comes in and takes the first snap and you lose that bet. Well, you better believe that's possible in this situation too. You could bet Jameis Winston. You're not betting on him to be the week one starter. You're betting on who takes the first snap. And we know that Taysom Hill is still going to have packages in this offense. So keep that in mind before you go and lay heavy juice on Jameis Winston to be the first snap during the season. And that's what's so scary is that the juice has now moved where he's like minus 350 plus at, at, at books out there to be the week one starter and take the first snap like you mentioned. And again, you could be right and still lose your bet because there is – we know for sure there are going to be packages drawn up for Taysom Hill. There already were last year when they had Drew Brees. So they're definitely going to be this year with Jameis Winston. And so I think that one is even scarier to me than than the 49ers one where, yes, they said they're going to have packages for Trey Lance, but it would it would be a new thing for them. This is nothing new for the Saints. This is nothing new for Sean Payton and nothing new for Taysom Hill even. And so that's why to me, 
now that it has moved as much as it has, I believe that you betters out there are, again, air quotes, right. I believe that you're right that Jameis Winston is the starter for this team, which is why the line has moved the way that it has. But I think you could still lose your bet way easier than you even believe. Yeah, and in terms of the weapons that he is throwing to, I've been on the lookout for some Marquez Callaway props because, and I haven't seen any yet, but you know, maybe we can contact a couple books here and get them for us. But I mean, this this was not just hey he popped in a preseason game. There have been a steady stream of positive reports from the very first day of camp, even going back to OTAs that with Michael Thomas sidelined for what looks like maybe half the year, that Callaway has been the undisputed number one target in this offense. And with Jameis Winston possibly, you know, in my mind, likely to get most of the snaps at this point, he's going to be a pretty high volume target in this offense. So, I mean, if, if it's some combination of him and Kamara at this point, I think, as the top targets. And maybe Adam Troutman gets gets sprinkled in here if he's healthy to start the year. So um, another name I'm looking at here, a little nugget that Sean Payton sprinkled in there in the preseason game is that it's not Latavius Murray as the number two potentially right now behind Alvin Kamara. It's the undrafted running back out of Notre Dame, Tony Jones, who could be the number two behind Alvin Kamara. So another nugget to keep in mind here, uh, if that happens to be the case, I think that potentially increases Alvin Kamara's usage around the goal line even more uh, with having just a a very young guy who doesn't have the full trust of the coaching staff yet. uh, When you have Kamara, who's already such a, a, a very efficient and very successful goal line back. So, uh, maybe the, the the yardage props are still what I believe if you go back to you know our, our episode on season long props episode 178 we went in depth on Kamara so I won't do it again here but the touchdown situation is a little bit more positive for me if Latavius Murray's out of the mix and it's an undrafted guy at number two. One of the other big quarterback battles out there that we didn't think necessarily was going to be all that big of a battle, but certainly has changed over the last week, is up in New England. And Cam Newton has not played bad in this preseason, but Mac Jones has certainly played every bit as good in the preseason. You would think that a guy like Bill Belichick would just lean towards the guy with experience, lean towards the guy that was there last year, lean towards the guy that has NFL starting experience in Cam Newton. That said, Stephen, a curveball was thrown where Cam Newton, who now we know is is definitely unvaccinated because the NFL basically is going to let you know who is vaccinated, and who isn't, by the way, that these covid protocols are being uh, administered. And so if you are a close contact and if you are not vaccinated, you have to sit out five days regardless. It does not matter. It is just the way that they are going to handle this moving forward. They do not want to have to cancel games or move games or have teams have these giant outbreaks. And that's just the way the NFL has decided they're going to handle it. And that's the way it's going to go. Well, Cam Newton, close contact, sits out five days. Mac Jones takes all of the season, all of the team one reps, all of the starter reps. And apparently, according to beat writers, 
They were putting him in like game type situations where he's running two minute drills and he's running. They're just screaming out scenarios where the defense has to, you know, match up against the offense in, okay, it's third and 11 at the 40 yard line. And then they'd run out and do that. And so they were putting him through some high intensity drills, putting him through some real kind of game style uh, situational plays and things. And so, listen, I still think it's probably Cam Newton. I still think it is likely to be Cam Newton. That said, I think the gap is much, much, much closer now. And when asked about it, Bill Belichick, all he did say was when they asked him, is this a big opportunity for Mac Jones? He did say it is. And through all of the questioning about all of this, one thing that he never said, Stephen, which stood out to me, he never said that Cam Newton is going to be our starter. So um, this one, I think, could get fairly interesting. This is one that you and I have disagreed about for months now, going back to the draft. And it's just been my belief that it doesn't make sense to put Cam Newton back out there when you drafted a first round quarterback and spent all this money to beef up the offense. And Cam Newton's at the point in his career where you literally have to run two different offenses with these guys. You can run a more traditional offense with Mac Jones and you brought in pass catching weapons to help with that. And Cam Newton is, you know, more of that single wing type quarterback who's going to have a lot of rushing attempts. So um, it's, it's just it doesn't make sense for me for the Patriots not to start Mac Jones. And now it's a logistical situation, right? He basically gets an entire week to himself with the first team offense. And Cam Newton is only in Zoom meetings. So, I mean, that is a huge, huge check mark in the column of Mac Jones at this point in preseason and training camp. Uh, to get a leg up on this competition. And that was after already having a lot of praise from beat reporters that he's done well in reps with the first team offense. So, um, in fact, we're, we're taping this on a Thursday. On Wednesday night at a lot of books, there was more than minus 300 juice on Cam Newton to be the week one starter to take the first snap. And that is now off the board as of Wednesday night at a lot of books. So that tells me that there is a huge push here towards more of a 50-50 or maybe even more so towards Mac Jones, a greater than 50% possibility that he does get the first snap week one for all of the reasons I just said. But, I mean, we can't undersell the importance of the logistical situation of Cam Newton not being with the team for an entire week at this, at this juncture in the preseason. And then even moving forward is the other thing, right? I mean, this is one of the things I was reading about from uh, a team that's going to be traveling this week is you basically have to round up all your unvaccinated players and like sit them in the back of the plane or something or whatever, because they need to all sit together because you don't want them around the, the, the vaccinated players in the, for the team. So like when you talk about even a logistical thing, like it's going to be a logistical thing throughout the course of the whole season here is like, how do we keep these guys away from the other guys and how do we whatever, but also keep them in the mix and, and all these things. And so, it, you know, it, it does make you wonder too, if if a guy like Bill Belichick just says, you know what? I don't even care if I think that he's a little bit better or he gives us a little bit better chance to win. I don't want the headache. I don't want to deal with all of this. Or does he think less of Cam Newton, a guy who is supposed to be the, you know, quote unquote leader of the team and is not doing in, you know, in what Bill's mind 
could be a thing that a leader would do, which is, you know, not put himself in a situation where he might have to be away from the team. And this leads me to kind of my next point here, Stephen, is I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. And maybe we'll do this, you know, maybe we'll do this at the lines or we'll at least keep track of it over the on the podcast. But I don't think it's the worst thing in the world for us to to keep an idea of these openly unvaccinated players and what it may or may not mean for these teams, because we have a situation already right now in Buffalo where uh, Cole Beasley, Isaiah McKenzie, both of them definitely unvaccinated because they have come out publicly just recently about the NFL fining them for walking through the facility without masks on and they're and that they're unvaccinated. And so they have been fined for doing that. And we just had this we just had this Cam Newton situation where he's a close contact. You have to miss five days and all this. Like we know that Kirk Cousins has come out against the saying that he didn't want to get vaccinated and whatever. He is a quarterback of a team that is supposed to be good, a quarterback of a team that is supposed to be challenging for that division title this year and everything. And so I think us being aware of which teams still have key players that have openly said that they are unvaccinated and don't have any intention of getting vaccinated could be something for us to pay attention to here as we look at not only these futures markets, but as we head into the the season in general, because this is not only going to happen in the preseason, Stephen, we know this for sure. This is going to happen throughout the course of the season. There are going to be major players who miss games this year because they came in does not mean that they got COVID, but they came in close contact and the NFL is not messing around. They are not playing around. You will have to be away from the team for five days. And that might be over the course of a Sunday or a Thursday or a Monday or whenever your game might be. And so uh, I don't know, man, I think this is going to be a much bigger issue than people are even thinking about right now, because it's still the preseason. It's, it's Cole Beasley. It's, it's, it's Cam Newton. So it's, not really that big of a deal it hasn't no one's missed a game yet but it's going to happen i guarantee you for those that that aren't aware of what the the protocols are now in the nfl vaccinated players and staff only have to be covid tested every two weeks uh so the nfl has no mandate for players but has placed severe restrictions on the unvaccinated so uh, that's something to keep in mind here. And, um, you know, there's another big tip, by the way, and tip off is the mask thing. If you're not vaccinated, they have to wear the mask. So even in camp and practice, if you're seeing players who are wearing masks on the sidelines, that's a pretty good indication that they're unvaccinated at this point. So um, this is just the new reality that we're in with with where we're at. Um, you know, and, and what's what I haven't figured out yet, I need to do more research on this is what happens if a vaccinated player tests positive? Because we are starting to see some smatterings here and there, or at least some stories, and it's still a very low number and, and the cases don't, don't wind up being severe. But what happens if a vaccinated player tests positive in the middle of the season? What What is the, what is the protocol for that? That I haven't figured out yet and I need to find because that's an important aspect of this as well. Yeah, so things that we're going to, to be monitoring, because again, it's like, 
you know, look, we have to, it, it sounds like crazy. Like, oh my God, guys, we have to look at things through a betting lens. This is a betting podcast. We are, we understand that there's a pandemic going on. We understand all that, but like we're, this is a betting podcast. We have to look at things through a betting lens. And this is, this is something that is going to affect not only betting lines, but, but totals, but everything throughout the course of this NFL season. And it's going to be an issue. It's going to be a thing. And so and Matt, I think one, it's thing, something, one thing I want to yeah. mention on this topic too, is that at the lines, we are launching a new tool on the website for football season that is going to be constantly updating news in the NFL. So if a player tests positive and there's they're, they're going to have to sit out a couple days and they're, they're unsure of whether he's going to play or not, we are going to have that up to the minute breaking news in the NFL that's affecting betting markets on our website. So keep an eye out for that this season. It's going to be a fantastic resource for betters to be able to make quick decisions here and possibly lock in some value before the markets react. 